Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the designfootball.com podcast, the place where all going to plan, two or more people discuss recent goings on in the world of football design. My name is Jay, I'm the resident blogger on designfootball.com and for this inaugural episode I'm joined by writer, graphic designer and the man behind the True Colours books, John Devlin. Hi John, how are you? Hello Jay, I'm good thanks, and yourself? Uh, yeah, completely normal. As, excellent. Uh, as I always... <laughs> excellent, that's, that's a, <laughs> as good as it gets for me. It's good to be normal. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I suppose so. Um, so, it's been an, an eventful time in the world of uh, football design, would you agree? It hasn't, it hasn't, I think. I think there's lots going on, and I think there's uh, there's plenty to discuss, but it's, um, at the same time, there's there's not a lot happening as well, simultaneously, if that makes sense. Um, we'll, we'll, I think we'll pass on whether that makes sense. Maybe or we'll expand <laughs> on it as we go. Yeah. Um, the, the main thing I think at the minute is the, uh, Euro 2016 kits. So most of these have been released or certainly leaked to an extent where everyone knows what they look like. Uh, are there any that, that stand out for you? Yeah. I mean, I think there's several really, really good ones there. As ever, it's a real mixed bag for me with Adidas. I think I do have a love hate relationship with Adidas as I'm sure most people who follow me will, will know some of the stuff they do is just absolutely brilliant and I think um, taking that step now to really look at the application of the three strikes just something I've been going on about for ages is is really good and I think changing the way that that works has been has been a real success but then there's some other really mediocre stuff there as well I think but maybe that's the nature of the beast maybe that's what football kit design will always be like yes <laughs> I mean, personally, I love it. I think the Adidas, the shift in the Adidas stripes is will fascinate, and I know it's something that you've moaned about a lot. I mean, moan in, in a you were entirely correct in in the sense that it's it just gets a little bit tedious having them down the sleeves for a long time. So a couple of seasons ago, they seemed to bring back the the horizontal thing as it as it was like a band on the sleeves and on the shorts. Mm. And I'm not sure whether to what extent that was allowed. Certainly on the shorts. Interestingly, um, I think it's Hamilton Academical in, in Scotland where maybe an own brand shirt, but they also wear it with those sort of Adidas shorts with the band around around the leg and they okay. wear Adidas socks as well, which is just a, a, a weird thing. But they, they shifted back to that, which was something we saw in the mid-90s. And now they've gone for something which we haven't really seen since the early 80s, maybe even late 70s with Man That's United. Right. That's it. And, and to be honest with you, Man United were the only club that really went to town with that design with their sort of I think it was their first Adidas away kit in 1980 yeah so so that's where they've they've shifted to now and for me it's it's a great idea it's something you'd seen in their leisure wear stuff and their like just general fitness and training stuff that you'd seen it for a couple of years unrelated mm -hmm. to football and now they've brought it into football um uh, for me it's it's a great thing but it the best thing about it for me is it ties in with some great new kits so mm -hmm. you 
if that if that had been the new feature alone, then it probably wouldn't have had the same impact. But the new kits for me, uh, a lot of them are very exciting. Some of them you don't really understand what's going on, but some of them are particularly exciting. For me, the Spain one is um, the Spain home shirt. Let's start with. Yeah. Is that is that one that's tickled your fancy? Yeah, I mean, that's, I, I think the Spain shirt is like it's kind of like the French shirt. It's, it's very hard to get badly wrong. Although that's not to say that that hasn't been achieved, <laughs> but it is. I mean, the colour scheme is is great. I think going back to a nice bright red as well works really well. Um, so again, it's a good solid kit, and there's that lovely shadow shadow pattern within there as well, which I think is 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 it's such a great design trick for football shirts. It's um, and it works so well. It's really classy and really elegant. Yeah, I mean. We've just talked about the the shirt there, and the the color scheme is great. I think this is it yellow stripes down the side of the shirt. That's which, right, yeah. Which mm-hmm. obviously ties in with the flag and looks again like the old Lacoste Sportif and Adidas shirts of of the eighties, and I think mainly the eighties. Mm. So that's a, a a great thing there. Um, but also the kit as a whole, because it's gone back to this this classic idea that. I think maybe amongst kit geeks particularly, we have the idea of what colours does Spain wear. And recently, they've worn all red, they've worn blue shorts with red socks and so on. But this is red shirt, blue shorts. And I'm told they're navy socks. But oh, okay. They, right. Yeah, but they look black to me. And I yeah. think the, the idea is that they, they are black socks. Unless they were always wearing navy socks and we were always wrong thinking that they're yeah. wearing black socks. I don't but, know. But it's, it's really interesting because I think what you've just touched upon is the very essence of a lot of international kits is the the way that the colours work. The colours... Um, how can I put it? Even when you look at some of the African kits, because some of the colour schemes are so unusual that the blend of colours that we don't normally get in domestic football, that's what makes international kits so exciting. And I think when we return to that, it gives it such a boost. And it looks, again, it looks different, doesn't it? It looks like a real proper international top-of-the-range kit. And I think that's what they've done with Spain this time round. Yeah, the... Yeah, I, d- I completely agree with that. And the worrying thing now, and it's a shame to say it, but... You say, okay, well now they've made like almost a definitive Spain shirt or Spain kit, sorry. And it's a shame that the, the crest is just one colour, but that's that's a trend and it doesn't work too badly on that Spain shirt. But you you just wonder now where do you go from that? And it was the thing we had with with Umbro when they uh, the tailored by England shirt was mm. fantastic. You've done brilliantly here, but what's next? And as it turned out with England, it kind of went downhill from that point onwards as a result do you know what Joe? you won't well i'll say you won't believe this you probably will i lay awake at night wondering these very facts and i (laughs) I often think where do we go next where do kit designers go next with any kit that they design and i'm not going to harp on about this but the speed of change of of kits on a yearly cycle is making that a more and more relevant question each time how do they how do they top it do they have to top it is it just a continuation there's all sorts of um kind of design theory I think you can apply to this to try and understand and, and analyze where kit design can go because you can't it's it's like we always had a kind of modernist approach didn't we throughout the 80s when it was getting more and more kind of slick and more and more um uh, forward thinking and then of course we had that massive retro thing at the end of the 80s where we actually looked back towards other influences and that's kind of uh, it makes you wonder what 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 happens next yeah the, the that's interesting the 80s thing is 
when people actually it dawned on people all right they'd been admiral but uh, around that time people it dawned on people actually we've got to do something we've actually got to design a kit it's not fair to go to a new manufacturer oh, oh right you do you do v-neck collars rather than round neck collars okay well that's fine we'll stick our badge on that instead yeah. that that was the thing of the past suddenly it was oh this is this is a thing this is we've got to actually design these and it, it went from we'll design it a bit to we'll design it a bit more and now we'll, <laughs> yeah. we're really we're actually going to like wipe it completely clean and say okay where do we start with this okay so we're going to add this and then we're going to have a watermark and then we're going to and it it became something that they had to create from scratch but then you get to saturation point where That's you've it. done everything late 80s as as you say everyone went okay well now we've got to start from the beginning again and to go through that cycle and i suppose if you look at it from the outside, you can say we've all we've done is gone through that cycle over and over again, yeah, building yeah. up. And certainly the last four or five years, we've stripped everything back, and suddenly everything's coming back in. And that moves us quite interestingly on to the um, the Spain away shirt, yeah. Which, all right, it harks back to the early nineties, but it's it's such a bold pattern. And personally, I love it. I think it's fantastic. But well, what, what was your take on it? See, I, I think a lot of people assume um, that I'm an old, uh, how can I put it, an old traditionalist. I don't. I always want retro designs and, and what have you. And, you know, nothing could be further from the truth. Football kits need to evolve. They need to be stunning. And this Spain shirt is stunning. It's simply brilliant. You know, there's a concept behind it, of course. But I, I, I always, I'm always wary of that. I know how, how design, <laughs> being a designer myself, I know how I can tag a concept onto something to justify it. But from pure aesthetics alone, the thing that struck me was that this... Adidas got exactly right what Warrior were trying to do with the Liverpool mm -hmm. shirts, but failed. They just didn't have, in my view, they didn't have the, the, the aesthetic eye that Adidas mm -hmm. have. And Adidas have just nailed this. It's, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, you, I think you're bang on there. And if you look at proportions as well, if, I know, mm. I don't know which shirts you're particularly looking at, but the oh, 20... 13 14 i think is the is that the season the liverpool one with the white away shirt with the rubbish at the bottom is that oh, 13 goodness. 14 uh, i think it would be actually yes uh 20 yeah 24 13 14 so that was the horrendous shirt and something about that shirt because i wrote a piece about it saying how terrible it was and and then they started to win in it and they won at Man United in it. And I just thought, oh my God, they're going to win the league. And this is going to go down <laughs> as one of one of the great, iconic Liverpool shirts because they won the league in it. And then they went to Crystal Palace and, and threw away the 3-0, the, yeah. being 3-0 up and, and drew 3-0 and threw away the league completely. And so that was, I mean, I was gutted. I'm a Liverpool fan, but... I looked at it and went, at least that shirt's not going to be regarded as a classic. <laughs> you know, uh, that justice has been done. Being a, being a Liverpool supporter as well, Jay, I, I, I'm still just too, too, too shell-shocked by the football. I didn't even think about the shirt for the first time ever. I was just so gutted at that point. Oh. But it's a very, very good point you make. And one thing I always try to do in True Colours, I never, in the books, I, never del I don't think I ever came out rightly and said it, or I might have done, but I always try to imply that when a team looks good, they play good and they win things. And I always I always like to draw that analogy. And of course, what you said is kind of, bit of a, thrown a bit of a spanner in the works there because it, <laughs> it proves that's not always the case. Well, it's, it's always part of the marketing spiel, isn't it? When, whenever yeah. a new kit's released, it's, it, 
they go to a player and say, what do you think of the new kit? And obviously someone's <sighs> been in their ear and said to them, what you need to say is that when the kit looks good, you feel good and you, you, <laughs> yeah. you feel more confident and empowered on the pitch. And it's just like, they're just like, I just but, want to uh, get back to the bookies or video games or something. Is this... But having said that, if did you see? I mean, we're going to go. I don't want to go off topic too much now, as Euro uh, twenty sixteen isn't a relevant part of this, as you'll find out. With the new Scotland shirts, did you watch? <laughs> did you watch the videos for the launch of that when they talked to the players? No, no. <laughs> you must. I'll send you a link because the, if you if you read between the lines, none of the players say anything positive about the kits at all. It's really they almost you you listen to it and then all the comments on Facebook were just well they don't like them then do they because oh, not, not at one point have they said oh, I really love this pink shirt it's really working for me and stay, I think that's... stay on message footballers stay on message exactly yeah the media training went a bit awry there I feel <laughs> but but you know it's interesting isn't it yeah well <laughs> yeah it's not surprising and it's quite refreshing <laughs> you could probably yeah. regard it as that going back to what you're saying obviously the the contrast is there between that spain show which i think is is wonderful mm. um the the contrast is there between that and that liverpool show because if you if you look at the proportions of the shirt mm. in terms of white versus the um uh anything that that adds to it so you you've got that pattern and so on patterns aren't that dissimilar there's it's angular it's yeah. triangles and so on and proportionally speaking they're similar but one is terrible one is mm. just fantastic the balance is is bang on they've got it right so sometimes you just have to hold your hands up and say well i mean obviously i i'm an admin on a on a website which is all about the amateurs know more than the professionals or mm. or purported purportedly so at least but sometimes you just go, well, that's just fantastic. All mm. right, a white kit, an all-white kit is is a decent starting point. Is, so any embellishment yeah. that you add on to that is, um, you, you've got to do badly to go wrong. And, and Warrior obviously did terribly. But it's it worked out perfectly and it's a great shirt. And looking close up at it, it, it seems a little bit blurred, but I assume, okay. I can, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, that mm. it's, it's like got a shadow to it. So it's it like the the design echoes, but no, I'm I'm not going to suggest for a second that it was a mistake or a printing error or anything like that. It's got to be deliberate as well, and and it's it doesn't really bother me. It's not something I realised straight away when I saw the leaked images and the, the publicity mm. images. But when you see it, it's it's uh, uh, sublimated and it's a little bit, it's got a little bit of echo on it, but it's it still works. And it's it's reminiscent for me of the I think it was the 1990 Italia uh, World Cup with the Czech and the Russian shirts that Adidas did at the time, which had that kind of, again, a very loose, very random, tiny little diamonds sort of going across the chest. Do you remember that? And it kind yeah. of, it's, it's kind of splattered down the shirt almost. Again, it was, it's so outrageous and you could almost see no rhyme nor reason behind it, but it, it just, it just really worked again, you know? And I think that, that that's what's going on here. But when you compare the two Spanish shirts side by side, I don't know about you. And of course this will hopefully dispel the rumors that I'm sort of, you know, only want traditional shirts. You look at the, the home shirt and the away shirt together, and they almost look like they're coming from two different universes. And it it, it makes the home shirt, in in you know, a relation to it, look look quite look quite staid and traditional, really. I'd like to see all football shirts really pushing it, like the um like the Spanish away shirt. Well, this this is supposedly the traditional approach, isn't it? You you keep very much to the the club and what the club means and and the traditional idea with the home kit but the away kit that's your license to have fun with it so that they've kept to that 
but yeah. done it brilliantly on both counts. That's tr- I mean that's true. I do see that. It's um, I always I always heart and I think I've mentioned this um, before. I always remember a chat I had with an, a Nike designer um, at Wembley once, and he said to me, kind of a little bit off the record, that he felt kits haven't developed as much as they should have done. He said if you look at all other sports all other um, apparel for, for rugby, for athletics, for everything, has really developed. You know, they're wearing either skin-tight, kind of all-in-one uh, costumes, or, mm. or the rugby stuff's got really, really unrippable collars, and there's all these sort of things going on. He said, but he found that football hadn't. And that really stuck in my mind, and I thought, do you know what, I think you're right. And I know that they try to look at a, um, a seamless shirt and an all-in-one shirt and all this kind of all-in-one kit and all this stuff. And that's why I think... We need to be look, the designers need to be looking. They need to be really pushing what a football sh- kit could be. The the thing with rugby, and I I agree with this. And one day I'd like well, it, we'll see how it goes. But one day it'd be nice to to have a a podcast maybe dedicated to to rugby and in rugby kits and mm. how they've influenced football and vice versa. But the thing with football is there are so many limitations. Yeah. If you look at what Cameroon, uh, Cameroon, yeah, Cameroon and Puma. Um, in the 2000s, they released a couple mm. of kits which did go away from away from the norm like that, and immediately they were slapped with fines. And I think maybe they were docked World Cup qualifying points. And it, mm. it is there. They, you do need to pioneer sometimes to actually kick things on. As soon as FIFA come out and say, "Well, no, you're not allowed to do that," then everyone maybe gets a little bit jumpy and says, "No." In a more general sense, there are limitations on badge size, on on manufacturer size, on one piece kits with the Cameroon kit, you you weren't allowed that, so you had That's to have right. separate items. Even though I think that they argued that the rules didn't actually state that, but they they were still fined and they had to change their kit. So, yeah, there is definitely a, an argument that that football lags behind rugby, and there's so many fantastic things in rugby that we won't get into now. But the things that I've been calling for in football. And then you see it in rugby and you just go, why hasn't that happened in football? And That's there's so right. much money in football compared with rugby. You'd yeah. think that they'd be, the innovators would be there. But yeah, it's... No, it's a good, po- it's a good point. I mean, I wonder, you know, when you look at this, the state, the absolute mess FIFA are in at the moment, <laughs> I wonder if there will be a change that will come out of this. Because rugby's a different sport. Of course it is. It's much slower, isn't it? There's, you know, there's arguably not a need for so much colour clash issues and, mm. and what have you. And that's why you get these, these really leery um rugby kids but yeah. i think it's um they're a good in terms of innovation it's a great inspiration to look to is is what what's going on in rugby yeah some there are some fantastic things i won't go mm. into them now because i'll mm. save that for maybe a, another discussion another day but yeah it, it's it's great what they're doing um regarding the euro 2016 kits the the other one would would be germany i think that's the one that's with the two German kits. Yeah. Are these things that you've you've seen? Yeah, um they I must confess they wouldn't be top of my my list of wow. Um the German one's okay, the home one's okay. The away yeah. one I, I struggle with a bit. I don't I don't get that. I don't get the away one. I've got I've got I have I'm a little bit stuck in my way sometimes. I do have a problem with grey on a football shirt. Hmm. And I think there's that, that grey feel that comes from that away shirt doesn't sit with me doesn't sit with me too well what, what's the the home kit the full kit for the is it black shorts it is it's well this right. is an interesting thing because it is black shorts but it's also black socks 
which oh, okay. I don't think is traditional for Germany. Now, this is something that I've just noticed the past, the past few days, mm. looking at some of the rumours about other kits, like Nike kits and so on, for Euro 2016, most of which haven't been released yet, I don't think. And the new thing, and this is going to be... Um, this might surprise you if you haven't heard this rumour, but the new right. thing is that you can't... Or you don't... They don't appear to be making kits where the colours revert to the shirt colour. So, for example, the classic Italy kit is blue shirt, white shorts, and blue socks. Okay. So you have colour one, colour two, then colour one again. Mm. But they don't seem to be doing that. I think what's oh, happening right. now is... Uh, I think Portugal have gone, although I'm not sure what colours they wore, but I think they've gone red shirt, red shorts, and green socks. So there is a, a change in colour, but mm. it's not... You don't have the split in colour. So France are going yeah. blue shirt, blue shorts, and red socks. So they're not having the white shorts. So whether you're not allowed to go uh, dark, light, dark, maybe, that might be a new thing. But we that, never really Ni- know. Is that a Nike thing, though? Well, it follows with Germany... Because they've got a white shirt, then black shorts and black socks as well. And they're obviously Adidas. Um, The Spain, obviously they're they're red shirt. And then they've got dark shorts and and socks, I suppose. I'm not really sure, but the the traditional look, obviously with the last World Cup, the whole thing was one colour kits. Mm. Well, that doesn't seem to be continuing. The the big rumour is we'll get back to those germany kits in a second but the big rumor at the minute is that england are going to be wearing white short uh, white shirt white shorts and red socks really apparently any thoughts on that yeah well i'm a big lover of socks i think socks are the secret weapon in a kit designer's armory i think you can really make or break a kit by the socks classic examples being off the top of my head um celtic a few years back when they went back to black socks yeah with a kit Aston Villa did something similar Scotland of course always wear you know varying the sort of colours I think it gives a chance to bring a really really fresh look to a kit but without completely dismantling the traditional aspect of it and quite often the influence for these different coloured socks comes from way 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 back you know early um, 20th century designs and Victorian designs even you know, so there is a there is an argument to say that they are traditional as well. But I think it's a really good way. It's like, I guess it's like a guy going into um, working in the city and wearing a black black suit, white shirt, and having a Mickey Mouse tie. You know, that's that's your kind of way to show your individuality. Have a bit of colour there. I, I like to think of socks being something similar. So I'm I'm quite open to this idea. I quite like that. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I not I'm... not the Mickey Mouse tie. I... <laughs> Mickey, Mouse, Mickey Mouse socks. I want to see a team wearing those. There you go. <laughs> I think for a lot of clubs in in the old days, I think a lot of clubs used to allow their players, like the B- Barbarians do in rugby, used to allow their players to wear their international socks. So right. you, before the days of actually realising that it would be quite handy if, if players of opposing, side, of opposing sides wore different coloured socks to obviously... Uh, for clash reasons and so on uh, they were allowed to wear whatever so model zone let's call it yeah um and so a lot of the old kits are referenced i think i might be making this up but th- i think a lot of the old kits references wearing uh black socks when in fact the black just denotes that it was 
the players could wear their own international socks. Really? I didn't I think know that's that. the case with Liverpool. It's worth actually investigating this. And if, if we're wrong, just hurl abuse yeah, on, on Twitter good... or whatever. But the, the I think that was the, the notion behind it. So there are there is potential there. The England thing for me um, is particularly close to my heart. I used to run a football team in London called Marcel Tepal. And oh, yeah. know, it's, it's long gone now anyway. But we our kit we used to wear and... It was all model zone because we never got to the stage of actually entering a league, but we played a few friendlies. It was white shirt, white shorts and, and red socks. So that obviously right. the England kit is great. <laughs> also, the other thing with that, that outfit is it was what they wore against Brazil, if I remember rightly, when Mark Haitley and uh, John, Bourne, uh, John Barnes scored that goal. They wore okay. white yeah, yeah. shirt, white shorts. So there's a decent memory there as well. This Again, it's an interesting thing where either it's at the behest of the tournament organiser or mm. of, of the association or most likely I suppose the manufacturers for whatever reason they're saying your traditional look is not going to be worn this is what we're doing this year which I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing as you I don't as I say I don't have a problem with that I think Nike might miss a trick in not bringing back blue shorts I think that might um, disrupt a few people and of course bringing in that big expanse of dark colour can really change the kit and I think that's the other thing people need to be thinking about is making the kit sufficiently different so that people think I'm spending 50 quid 60 quid on this from a replica point of view which I think is always dangerous to analyse kits purely with a replica hat on if you like but giving them some degree of value as well some degree of um, you know change but I think that you know socks are so important as we've said many times before it's shirt clashes first then sock clashes so Mm. the shorts almost by the by it's really the socks that are the killer thing and maybe some of these design the kit companies now are waking up to this fact that actually that's when they can um, make or break a kit perhaps I don't know maybe that's a bit too far but no it's an interest it'd be interesting to see what they do I um, yeah I agree with that from a marketing point of view that the couple of seasons ago again I can't remember this it's two or, two or three years I suppose when Celtic uh, changed back to the black socks they, as it turned out they didn't wear them that often I think they, oh, did they wore them on, no they they wore them I think to a certain extent in home matches in the league um, in Europe they tended to wear the white socks I think depending on who they were playing against maybe I think it was a it got to a stage where the rumour was that the players didn't like wearing black socks. They wanted to, to wear the traditional look. It became a little bit unlucky as well. I think they lost a lot of games when they when they wore the black right. socks. So it was it was not okay. something that was popular with the fans. But I bought those socks because it was a, it was a one-off moment. You went, OK, well, they're not going to be doing this again this season. It's great that mm. they've done it. And it was something that on designfootball.com and Football Shirt Culture, the galleries on there, it had been done by by amateur designers so many times they've brought back these black socks because they've gone through the mm. websites that show the, the the old kits and and so on and they would found so many they would found examples of, of Celtic wearing these old black socks and they thought well why haven't they brought that back and eventually they did mm. I think it was it may have been an anniversary they brought it back for I, can't I think it was that. well I think yeah. I mean white socks are, are definitely popular um, I know that obviously there was that little phase about goodness it's probably about 10 years or so ago now when Alex Ferguson would always make Man United wear white socks yeah. if it was a floodlit game yeah. I think there was some because there was a classic match I always remember that they played Chelsea and they were playing at Old Trafford and United changed to white socks and of course Chelsea then had to change to blue socks so it was it was an odd thing but I think Ferguson had something in his being in his bonnet about floodlights and white socks yeah. I don't know but it's but, um mm. 
they do wear. I think they still wear even with Van Hal in in charge now. I think they still wear white socks for all European games. Which of course, nine times out of ten, if not ten times out of ten, they're all they're bloodlet, always bloodlet, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, I'd say most. Yeah, the vast majority of the time they'd be bloodlet. So, so I don't. I don't yeah. know. But no, let's see. I'd be really interested to see. And I think we're just waiting for Nike kits, aren't we? We've had the Puma ones as well. So yeah, be, it's really. I'm really excited to see what they're going to come up with. Yeah, th- just back on those socks. The same mm. season the Celtic swapped them uh, to black socks, the Olympique de Marseille s- started wearing blue socks with their home kit, which they'd done in the past as well. Okay. And they wore white socks with their all blue away kit. And as it turned out, they ended up swapping back for most, right. a lot more in the end. Um, I think maybe they kept it for the, the home games that season. But, but it, if there was any any reason, then any sort of permutation of that sort of away game or European game, they'd, they'd be wearing the, the traditional look again. Yeah. They'd wear white socks with a home kit and blue with and, blue away kit. And it doesn't always work. I think with that England kit, I'm trying to visualise it as we're talking, and you think it's almost... Um, and we talked about this when we looked at the 50 greatest shirts ever um, some time ago. It's the imbalance. It's almost a perverse imbalance, isn't it, of colour? And by doing that, it, it's gonna, it is going to look odd. But I know, it's, for example, my local, well, my old local side, Southend United, they're wearing white socks again this season, but with a navy shirt and navy sock, navy shorts, and it doesn't work. It really doesn't work because it's almost a massive expanse of dark, mm. and then the, and then that little bit of white at the bottom, and the socks are really just off the shelf team wear things. And it, yeah, it isn't, it isn't happening at all. So it doesn't it doesn't always work, you know. Doesn't doesn't look like it's the kit. It doesn't look like no. it's part of the kit. It looks like the the kit has been bought in terms of the shirt and the shorts, and then they've gone. Okay, well these are the cheapest socks we find. Throw those <laughs> yeah. on with it, which is a shame. Because, yeah, it as is. You say, it doesn't. A... It, yeah, so it doesn't always uh, doesn't always happen. It's a, it's an integral part of the um of the outfit, and it should be given more mm. importance. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, regarding what we were talking about, the the Germany away away kit, the uh, it's horrible. I mean, it's it's not it's not, not just my taste. It, no, it's, it's not just me then, is it? It's, no, it no, 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 no. It's, mm. it's, it's worth talking about. And, and by the way, Denmark, where they have got the same design, but in, I think, white and grey or something. Okay. Um, which looks all right. But yeah, Denmark ones, are, I think they're top-notch. I like the Denmark kids. The, the Denmark home is um, is based on the the 86 design, I think, but it's I think it's phoned in. But they're not, they're not going to Euro 2016 in the end. They got beaten by... I think they got beaten by Zlatan Ibrahimovic rather than Sweden, but they're they're out anyway. So um, yeah, okay, not going to be there. Mm. Well, yeah, um, I, their shirts still exist. <laughs> they, <I> mean, <laughs> they didn't burn them all in protest. <laughs> maybe they should. I that that should be before, the next yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I don't know if they maybe they wore it in the playoff. They probably did wear it in the playoff. Anyway, the the Germany um, away shirt. The the interesting thing about it, if I don't know if you'll like this or, or dislike it. If you turn it inside out, it's a bib. Have you? Uh, were you aware I, of this? I haven't heard this. No, go on. What's this? Well, this the shirt. Germany, what they do in training, and they have done for a long, long time. I think maybe. Well, it, I don't know how it's traditional. Yeah. Is that they will wear their outfield kits in training, but we're covered in sponsors. Right. So, okay. Um. So I don't know if this is is. is a reference to that or what they tend to be the home kit that they'd wear in training with the sponsors and so on but what they've done this is the away kit so i don't know if it's a nod to that or not but if you turn it inside out it's a luminous greeny yellow sort okay. of training bib that you'd you'd wear in five-a-side games in training and so on so i it's a 
it's such a random thing yeah. where I don't know if I like it or I, I want to buy the shirt and just just because it's it's the most ridiculous thing that I, I, I yeah I do like it I see I like I'm a big sort of um form follows function fan you know I like anything that's designed to actually do what it's supposed to do it's got to obviously from a football shirt perspective it's got to look different and maybe we'll touch on that a bit later on it's got to look different from the opponents but mm. also there's all sorts of things even with um with rugby i think with i don't want to go on about rugby again but with adidas and the all black shirts if i remember correctly they've got different styles of shirts for the backs and for the forwards constructed in a different way because of the different uses that they'll have on the pitch so I really like the idea that this can work in that way I mean one thing that really bothered me perversely probably wouldn't bother anybody else I think it was in the last World Cup when they showed footage of England training and the Vauxhall logo and they wore bibs and it, it clashed and there was two logos and they kind of overlapped or they one poked out the other it just didn't work it wasn't thought through and it didn't look good and I like the idea that actually all these shirts can have got a real um, a real purpose and a real function other than their their number one, if you know what I mean. The for me, and this is like an ongoing part of my life is whenever I don't play football anymore, and I was, I was never any good when I played. But I look at the kits being released and I go, oh well, maybe I could join a football team just <laughs> so I can wear that. So that is that that shirt. I look at it and go. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ring round some local football teams and see what colour bibs they use in training. Yeah, and right. when it's time to to pass out the bibs, I'll go no no I'm sorted and just turn my my Germany away shirt, which looks horrible. <laughs> and everyone's been laughing at me for for the duration, not just because I'm terrible at football, but because of this awful shirt I'm wearing. I just turn it inside out, and I don't need to wear one of their smelly bibs that I yeah, can catch some kind of disease from. But the um and uh, yeah it's not going to happen i don't like humans so uh, <laughs> that that's not going to happen but it, it, there is always that that and sometimes i'll see like football boots and so on and yeah. we'll get onto that in a in a minute maybe but i i look at it and go yeah maybe maybe i should uh, should get back to playing football just so i, I could yeah. wear that I know what you mean. Yeah, because you're almost giving... It's all very well lounging around the house wearing a football shirt, but it's not quite the same as wearing it, <laughs> you know, on a f- field of play, is it? You know, definitely. It's, it's the full outfit for me. Obviously, oh, really? I, I like base layers as well. And like, oh, just yeah, you've wearing... mentioned that before. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just define wearing a base layer while you're, while you're eating a... Uh, like pie <laughs> yeah. and chips was what with a tray on your lap was watching football <laughs> TV. It's it's well, it's it's not but, it's not a pleasant sight. But you know what, Jake? Can I just mention something that actually we've kind of slipped into quite naturally here? I think is that one thing that I've had a problem with with some of these Adidas kits, and the Germany one fits the bill a little bit, as does the um, the Sweden away, is that they've got a bit of a, a leisure shirt feel to them rather than a football shirt feel. I don't know if you if you think that as well. Maybe it's just me, but it almost looks like there's a different vibe about them that makes me think they shouldn't be they shouldn't be on a pitch. Belgium away is a, is a little bit of that as well. It doesn't quite hasn't got quite the same sharp feel that it should do. The the Belgium away shirt is based on I can't remember his name, but there's a very famous uh, Merckx Eddie Merckx. Is that a, a... A Belgian cyclist, maybe, oh, but there's a bell. They have um, their cycling team wears a blue shirt with the Belgian flag across it as a band, and that's what the Belgium away shirt oh, is based okay. on, I believe. I have no idea. I mean, you speak to people and you say, well, Okay, well, what's, what's the reason for it? and they say, Ah, oh, well, it's the reason for it is the cycling team wear this 
and then you ask the question again and say, what is the reason for it? Why have they decided mm. to say, we've got a cycling team and now that cycling team is going to influence? I, I don't sometimes see the work in. No. It's, it's like, here's an idea, here's the end product, but there's nothing in between it. And I the, like the... the Sorry, go on, John. I was just going to say, that, yeah, I think you're right. And the beautiful thing is, when you when you sit down and, and think about this, as I know that you do, football's <laughs> got such a wonderful, rich heritage. There's so much to draw on. Why why on earth are we are they looking at cycling to pull yeah. that in? I know exactly what you mean. You think, have you not got enough? Is there not enough colours within your palette at the moment that you that you feel the need to then do do this? And I think that's where things are going a little bit a little bit wobbly at the moment. I. I, I agree with your your reasoning completely there. I personally don't actually mind that that German uh, the Belgium away shirt. I think it's actually okay. And there's we can have the a boring argument about whether you're allowed to have a big flag across your shirt or not. Apparently in the in the European Championships oh, yeah. you can, I suppose. But um, the the other thing which you mentioned um, regarding the the shirts looking like leisure shirts is the. Um, there was a competition on on design football a little while ago where someone i don't know someone set it up and said just pick something out of your wardrobe and make a design make a football shirt based on that and that seems to be and okay yeah. there was some there were some great entries but that seems to be a little bit of the thinking behind these away shirts, the Sweden one particularly. I know which one you're talking about. And so what you're, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read between the lines here. What you're saying is with that Sweden away, because I'm getting as soon as you've said that now, I'm getting a, a man's. Uh, what's the phrase? What's the current trend in pajamas? It's um, it's like a leisure pajama top feel, isn't it? I think there's that. That's that kind of. It looks like there's a, even a kind of texture to it as well. That yeah. looks to me like someone someone would wear when they're off to bed. <laughs> and, and of course, and there's a bright blue and yellow badge stuck on it, which really, really clashes tonally. It doesn't match, but you're you're absolutely right. That's the vibe of that shirt. I think this is the whole thing at the minute. Of the starting point is what do you wear, look? What do you feel comfortable wearing? And if that's what you feel comfortable wearing, we'll we'll base our football shirt around that. And and that will always be the the battle between do we actually say this is a football shirt? You want to wear a football shirt, so you'll wear this. Or we're not sure if you wear a football shirt, so let's right. give you a black football shirt, and then you're more likely to wear it. And it doesn't matter whether you like football shirts or not, because you'll buy it. And I don't know if that's the thinking again that it is this is something that you're okay wearing. So we'll we'll go from there, and then we'll add on our badges, and then you're, you're more likely to buy it. But surely, Jane, and I know hopefully we will touch on this in a, in a bit, surely colour is just is also important. And we've had these muted shades for a few years now, haven't we? Especially at international level, we're looking at muted colours and everything else. Mm. Again, when you compare Sweden Home and Away together as a set of kits, and I'm a, I'm a firm believer in a set of kits, I think, you, you know, so much identity is being stripped out of football um, and out of clubs, out of countries. And you don't have to stick with the same colours every single season to maintain that. But there's lots of subtle little pointers that you can employ to ensure that identity is cohesive across all the outfits. And I look at the Sweden kit and I just think it looks like their normal kit. And now in my head, I can't get out of pajamas. It's 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 like that's what they wear when they go to bed. It doesn't mm. it it doesn't work as a set to me. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. I mean the. What it comes down to, I think, is is a point you made earlier, is that 
if you have a one-year cycle, you will run out of ideas and you will have dud kits as a result. Um, I'm in favour of a one kit, one kit cycle, cycle sorry. Um, but not if it's a cycle kit, though, like Belgium. <laughs> yeah, but <that's... laughs> the... Um, the yeah, th- there will be there will be duds in along the along the road. Although interestingly, of course, Nike are looking. It looks like it's pretty much a two year cycle, isn't it? And and not not everyone's the same. Scotland has been two years, so yeah. it's um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Mm. The Germany I'm kit just uh, just talked about this for a while, so we'll, we'll try mm. and move on. But the the Germany home kit, um, I've seen it close up and. It is great for a few reasons. Um, oh, I, I like it a lot. Let's put it that way. Uh, I do like it because it's got a classic look to it. Um, there is a pattern down the middle, which most people may not notice, which is actually as part of the weave, which we've talked okay. about on podcasts before. Uh, there seems to be a lot of uh, a push towards watermarks over the last few years or nothing at all in the background. But yeah. now they seem to be going back to the, the jacquard or weave yeah. approach, which is... It just increases the quality of the shirt for me. Definitely, it's, it no, seems totally. a lot better, a lot more efforts put gone into it, and it's. I would expect it's more expensive to put to produce a shirt like that as well. On that Germany shirt, just the the last point I'll make on Euro twenty sixteen kits is um, it's better in the long sleeve version, uh, right. which means I don't have a use for my long sleeved white base layer, but handily i can use it with the new scotland shirt ah oh okay <laughs> but what were your thoughts on that john on the scotland on the scotland shirt or are you using your base layer with <laughs> well look uh i can send you as many pictures as you want of me in a base layer but more the scotland stuff. yeah yeah i mean I, I i i was asked on bbc scotland the other week to comment on it and i think my view of the kits, because I, I think I've been guilty a little bit of sometimes knee-jerk reacting to kits when I see them, and and rather than I think they need they always need time to settle in, and I think actually once you see them worn for the first time and, and played in in the first time, that can also influence your views. So my first, so I deliberately kind of like held my held my judgment on this a bit. I think the Scotland shirt, both of them, I think both kits look really good. Okay. I think both of them look really good. Whether they're Scotland kits, that's up for debate. That's my take on it. I think um, the home kit's really fresh. I love having the white back again. I think Scotland kits should always have white in it. I love that. But there's just too much. And it is the, it's, 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 you know, you don't want a lot of white on the Scotland shirt for the, for the obvious reason. Tartan, I think, is brilliant. And I, I don't subscribe to the, the um, shortbread tin criticism of Tartan. I think Tartan's a great way to get an identity really into that Scotland shirt. But even even the shade of blue they've used is, is a little bit too light for my liking. Um, so although I like the design, I don't think it's right for Scotland personally. Think... The away kit... The way kit I think is is fine. It's I've not got a problem with pink kit, pink kits at all. I know it's still you know people still raise eyebrows with a pink kit, which uh, we I think we can all suspect what's behind that, and I think that's ridiculous in this day and age. But Again, I think Adidas have bottled it slightly because they're pulling the pulling the influence of pink from the the Rosebery colours from mm. um, you know the, the uh, amber and pink that Scotland wore a few times in the in the last sort of century, but they've not gone the whole hog for it, and that's what they did with the last away kit. And I think they've used it to influence the new one, but again, it's not quite right. I don't think. I 
I'm much more in favour of what they did with the last one than, than what yeah. they've done with this one. If, if you're going to reference the, the Rosemary colours, then to do it the way they did last time, which was actually bring something new to it, say, okay, we want a, a white uh, away kit, but we're going to add these. This is embellishment. The Rosemary yeah. colours is embellishment. I think whether you like the kit or not, and I actually quite liked it. I thought it was quite good. Yeah, I, I liked it. But and, and I can understand why people hated it, but on an aesthetic level, certainly. Mm. But this new one is... I, it wouldn't surprise me if, if they said... Uh, if they pre- presented these kits and you went to the designer and said, oh, you've made sort of a reference to the Rosebury colours and they looked at you like you were... looked at you gone out as if, what are you talking about? What are the Rosebury? Because mm. it's, it's such a standard. Right. It, it could almost be... You see teams in pub football wearing like Vandernell kits or whatever and they're pink like that. Yeah, it's, it's just... training wear, isn't it, again, Joe? Yeah. Don't you think? That's the vibe I get from it. Yeah. It's, you know, I, it's... I think that's a, that's even an insult to training wear because the standard of, of the sort of stuff that Adidas teams are wearing in training now is so much better than that. Mm. I, I know you, you think it's an okay kit. I, think but... It's, I do, but, but I wouldn't... Again, it's... Is it an okay for a national side to be wearing uh and i don't think it is but as, as a kit pink and black yeah or, or navy whatever it is it's fine yeah. you know but i think i i'm i well the only t- yeah i don't know i don't, i i wonder <laughs> i wonder what they're if they ever play dulwich hamlet they're going to struggle i think because <laughs> they're going to need a third kit and the way but, things are going, that might well happen. Yeah, <laughs> I reckon it'll be a tight game as well. Yeah, the home kit is—it's interesting, which is, I suppose, is a good thing. Yeah, but I, why the two ideas? This is the thing that doesn't—I don't really understand. And they did it with the last kit as well. There were too many ideas. You had the spider yes. thing and the tartan as well, and it's. Do do one of them. Yeah. You don't need to do both. So this time they've got the tartan and the white sleeves. Now the white sleeves would have been a good feature, but again, I don't understand. Proportions come into it. So you've yeah, got a totally. blue shirt, white sleeves, then you've got white shorts, and then you've got blue socks. Is that correct? Um, yes, that's right. So that's too much white. Mm. If if you're having white sleeves, then that's fair enough. I think maybe you could have had. Red Adidas stripes and then red socks that would have tied in maybe. Great, but yeah. That would have been a, a different way of doing it. But again, like you say, it's it's not a Scotland kit. And whether it's no. a good kit or not, it is. it becomes a Scotland kit because it's got the tartan on it. But that's, whilst I don't have a problem with tartan on a kit, mm. that's what drags you back into it being a Scotland kit because it couldn't yeah. be anything but a Scotland kit. Because you're right, there's no red on there at all now, is there? No. But again, it looks... It, I, I still, when I see it and when I first saw it, I still imagine them warming up in that shirt, going off, coming in for the game, wearing all yeah. navy. That's, that yeah. again, it's that kind of feel. It's like the home kit, but a bit different because it's the warm-up or it's the training or whatever it is. And, it, you know, that's why I go back to my view again that it's a training kit rather than a proper, you know, fit for purpose on the on the field kit. But it's, it's what I was really interested about with you saying that, obviously, you know, not being a Scott supporter, it's like the Northern Ireland kit, isn't it? It's got that same feel with the blue sleeves. I look at the Northern Ireland kit and think, yeah, it looks all right. Mm. Why are all the Northern Irish fans getting all up in arms about it? Because it's not, it's got too much blue, it's not traditional. I think, what's the first, you know, what, what's the problem? And then, of course, when my team come out of the kit, I'm all indignant about it as well. So it's, again, it's, you've, You've got to get into the mindset and have empathy with supporters of the team in question, haven't you? 
yeah, uh, I think we will slip into that sometimes where you you'll say a kit's great, and it's something that happened with uh, we did the fifty greatest football shirts ever, and we included certain shirts, and then suddenly on uh, the football attic they were getting all these comments from people saying that's the one of the worst shirts we've ever had yeah what i don't support your football team i can only look at it from the outside that's so that both both opinions are entirely valid they're valid but it's an it's a really interesting um angle to come out from a debate isn't it because you're looking at it and you have got to have respect for the the fans of the of the team in question i think it's important to consider that but it's It's, a a, it really made me think with the with the scotland one that's what really hit me at the time it's certainly prudent because Mm. it's very unlikely that someone will buy a, a football shirt by another team whether that's a consideration or not at the minute yeah that that maybe that because you're trying to enter foreign markets and a foreigner is more likely to buy a club shirt from abroad so i can buy a boca juniors or river plate shirt and or a an italian shirt and so on it doesn't really matter so much so maybe they're saying okay well this is the percentage we're going to get from our fans and it's actually mm. going to be dwarfed by our worldwide world right. worldwide sales which again you can go back to the cardiff city approach as well we changed our kit because people in the far east who number much much more that many more than we have in this country will actually buy cardiff city shirts they're more likely to buy a red kit so we'll we'll put it in red so that's where we get our revenue from but it's it sounds it doesn't sound to me like it's the most intelligent thing to do no you you would go with the the supporter base who who want to buy the shirt each season and will only not buy it if you massacre it Mm. And it's again, you, you you can't help but sit down and wonder what's what is that first meeting like at Adidas or wherever it is when they get the bank blank blank bits of paper out and say right where do we start say with the new Northern Ireland kit what do we do with this one and that's I'd love to I'd love to be in that situation you know as a designer myself but not of of kits but of you know everything else it's you know what goes I know what goes through my head when I start a project but something on this scale which is far bigger than anything I've ever done mm. where do you start and how do how are these decisions made I'd love love to be a part of that love to see that yeah uh Rich from the Football Attic said something on the last Football Attic which is a, a terrible shame that the Football Attic is is oh, being discontinued but uh Rich said something on the last well, I'm not going to cry too much because he had a go at me on the last on the last podcast. But uh, <laughs> oh, he, I missed that. He left it. He left it. Seek that one out. Yeah. Um, he said he he made a mention of me liking base layers, and he said uh, base layers aren't even a thing. So we're not even going to discuss whether base layers will be around in 20 years' time because they're not even a thing. They don't matter. It's only Jay that that cares about them. You know, that argument could so easily be levelled at, at football kits as well. And it was and for years, Jay. It was for years. Exactly. So to, we sometimes need to take a step outside of this world we live in and say, well, does it even matter to people? And I wonder whether it matters to the designers to the same extent. as mm. Well, I know it doesn't to a lot of them it is just a day job and you'll go in and you you've got a task to complete and you've got a project to go through and some of them really care like jason lee who's on um on twitter is El oh yeah he he really is passionate about it. his stuff is great yeah the thought he he puts into it is you could see he cares about what he's doing but i don't know if that's always the case in fairness you've got but of course, well, there's two things. First, I mean, I, when I I was lucky enough to meet with a couple of really senior Nike designers, football designers, 
about eight years ago, something like that. And they were just on a tour, almost a world tour of meeting supporters of national club, national teams mm. to get their feedback on kit. And I thought, what a job that is, you know. Mm. So not just, you know, having spending 20 minutes on Google researching, you're actually yeah. traveling the world, experiencing these cultures, speaking to fans, getting that feedback. How well that works, of course, is up for debate. But for that to happen, I think is um, is really exciting. But of course, when you're saying that about how much thought designers put into it, look at where we're at though with kit design. We've got a massive. It's like the rich and poor, isn't it? We've got bespoke kits like the, you know these ones here for a lot of these mm. for the the Euros, and then we've got stacks and stacks and stacks of team wear. There's a massive. There's no. There's almost no in between. The... You know, we go from one extreme to the other. The, there is an in between, but it's barely noticeable. And no, it's it's thinner now, isn't it? Than ever before. Well, what I, I, you can actually define the in between, and what it is, it's the top kit watered down to to team wear. So let's say an Adidas kit that you that is immediately recognisable as a, because it's of its ties to a major club. That's it's bespoke kit that's been been mm. produced for them. Then you have the team wear at the other end of the scale, which covers the the bottom three tiers of, of most leagues. Office often infiltrates the top division as well. And then every pub team, and if they can afford an Adidas kit or a Nike kit or so on. Mm. Um, then in between, you have what looks to you to be a team wear kit. But if you actually look through the team wear range, it's not there in that colorway. Okay. So you've got it. It's a approximation of say man united's kit or so on but it's it's watered down to the extent of the the team wear kit but it's in say a black collar with a white shirt which they haven't actually marketed as being available to pub teams and you're not going to notice that because it does look like team wear but mm. for, for that to be the in-between is shocking as in effect yeah. there is no in-between well you've, you've got a slight in-between when the, the likes of macron and um oh do you know what my mind's gone completely bang brands of that area as well you've got brands of that ilk even yeah. kappa to an extent doing their stuff and i think they're the real that's the real important stuff i've always thought that you know going back decades ago with ribero and and um and even admiral and people like that you've got to have these people shaking it up as well so that there's those ones those ones there as at the same time but it's almost like we went we went on holiday recently to an all-inclusive place and the food was okay but it was a bit bland and it's like going to a posh restaurant and having a you know really spicy meal that is to some people's tastes but not to others and then having a bland generic mashed potato and sausages that's so stripped of any real individuality loads of people will like it and that's it's a similar thing isn't it where they're, they're designing shirts that are kind of like mashed potato and appeal to a lot of people yeah the I mean, on, on that idea of appealing to a lot of people, I did see something brilliant the other day. I'm not sure if it's this season's, but there are a lot of ingredients that go into a football shirt now, as, we, as we've as we discussed. And black shirts are particularly popular for the reasons mm. that we've said, that that you're more likely to wear a black top because it's, it's un inoffensive and... Um, it's more likely to be worn with jeans and all these all yeah. these horrible horrible ideas that but it's true, marketing it's have, true. but it makes money yeah. so i saw a shirt the other day uh, a bristol city shirt and they famously famously wore i think it was what was it green and purple they famously had a green and purple kit in the yeah. in the mid 90s and Blackthorn cider wasn't it was a sponsor yeah i think that's the one yeah mm. and 
they've got a black shirt either this season or last season and it's just got a central vertical stripe in one side in purple and the mm. other side in and green one, on a yeah. black shirt and that's that's perfect it's it's ticked every single box you you're referring to a cult classic shirt you've done yeah. it in a classy way so the shirt looks good everything's balanced and you've also got the the marketing guys satisfied because you've done it in black and it's going to get more sales as a result obviously bristol city have about seven fans so no one's going to buy the shirt but <laughs> as as a principle and I'm I'm being facetious there, obviously. Yes. But the um the principle there is is great, and they've they've added everything in together to say, okay, well this is, and that's almost perfection for a football shirt in yeah in and interesting these times you, we live in. Do you know I'm looking at that as we're speaking, Jay, as well. Who makes that kit? I think it's their own manufacturer, isn't it? Bristol Sport or something oh, like okay. that. Okay, because what's really interesting, well, is it interesting? It is to us. <laughs> it's all black, and yet the socks are purple. So we, oh, again, okay. we're looking at we're we're right back to where we started. We're looking at um, at so and also the shorts have got green trim on one one leg and purple on the other. Oh, so yeah, it's it's, it's, my, it's, it's now my favourite kit. It's my favourite kit. kit ever. <laughs> I might buy it myself. I might become an honorary uh, Bristol well, City fan. Wouldn't it be lovely to have the money to um to better buy all the kits that you like? I love that idea of thinking. I like that kit. I'm going to buy it. I'm never going to wear it. I just want to own it. You know. I'm I'm quite uh quite insulted by this since 2013 bombas has donated over 100 million socks underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness if we counted those on air this ad would last over 1157 days but if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible it would take just a few clicks because every time you make a purchase bombas donates an item to someone who needs it Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Assumption that, that I don't have the money. I, oh, really? A... <laughs> no, I really, really don't. No, you haven't. No, no, okay. <laughs> so everything that we've just talked about, how do you... What do you see for next season? Obviously, the kits are start, starting being leaked. And where do you see the next the progression going now? Oh, goodness me. Do you know what? I haven't given... I, it's a tough one. Looking at some of the things that I'm hearing, I think we're going to be back to bold colours again. I think that's... Um, the muted days, I, I, I would think, are going to be over. So... But... It's so difficult to predict. And, of course, when these designers are doing it, they're predicting two years ahead, aren't mm. they, or something like that. I would say going back to bold colours, I think we're still we're still going to be looking at, at, at tight-fitting, slim-fitting kits as well. I don't think that's going to change in the near future. Um, but I think we're... I think we're going to be moving further and further away from tradition, though. This season in the Premier League, there's a there's a massive amount of green kits, green change shirts. I don't know if you've you've picked up on that as well. Lots oh. and lots of different colours coming in. I can't see that that changing. I think we're going to continue with another season, possibly, of um, obscure away colours and change colours. I mean, the the Sunderland Sunderland away kit, whilst also being a horrible kit, I don't really understand 
it, it makes no sense to me. It's an awful kit, and it's a green away kit, which I don't, I don't know if they've got a history of green away kits. It doesn't. But, but that's that seems to be what's happening, Jay. I, I feel is that there's no, there's so little historical um, justification for lots of these designs. I think Fulham are a great example. I, you know, off the top of my head, I don't even know what colour they're wearing this season. But um, they've several of their away kits over the last few years have been completely random colours. Mm. And Sunderland's a great example of that. The, it doesn't feel right, does it? It's not a good enough kit to to be released if it doesn't tie into the history. I think you need you need one or the other. So if it's... I might be wrong. It might be that Sunderland have had green away kits throughout the 80s and there's a, no, there's a reference to that. Swan, <laughs> yeah, I didn't Swansea, think that. Swansea as well. Swansea are doing it. They've, they've yeah. got this uh, kind of luminous green and navy away kit. That, that you know... What's what's the reason for it? The um, that ties us quite nicely into something else I wanted to discuss with you. Uh, mm. The Norwich kits for this season. So oh, okay. obviously yeah. Norwich Norwich are allowed to to wear a uh, a green away kit. Will allow them that. But this season, well, do you, what what are your thoughts on? It? I know you've talked about the Norwich kits before, haven't you? I have. Do you know what I wrote this wonderful? Well, wonderful in my own mind. Wonderful blog on this. And it was really lengthy, and I, I and I read it back, and it was so angry. I did, I've never posted it because I was just, um, yeah, it felt really, it really negative. And you I, know I, something, John? Sorry, I yeah. when I was I wanted to discuss this with you, and I thought I, I have to check True Colors because I'm sure he's he's so angry about this that he's going to ruin something <laughs> about it. And I'm I didn't send you, I didn't I'm, check, and I. And I, as you said that, I thought, oh no, I didn't check, and I haven't read it. And he has written something about it. But, I have, but I've not. I've never. I'll send you the link to it, Joe. But it, it's so damning, and I, it, it really sums up what's what's gone. Something's going wrong at the moment, and I'm sure there's a reason behind it. I'm sure there's an agenda. Although I'm blown if I know if I can figure out what it is. But I, it was so negative, and I'm. I don't want to be negative. Um, <laughs> I, I find myself doing it a lot, but I really try and celebrate kit design. I try and look for the positive. And I struggled a bit with that one, so I think there's lots to discuss there with with Norwich. I'm not, um, yeah, it's so, not right. I mean, what 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 are your problems with it? So just just to give people an idea, okay. people might not have seen the kits, but just just give us a quick overview of why why of people. You, and you're not the only one. A lot of people have come out in in anger against these mm, kits. If you haven't seen it, of course, Norwich the home shirt is tying back to some anniversary and rather than being all yellow shirt green shorts it's a half and half shirt i think with alternate sleeves i think yeah it does yeah um the away shirt is a really nice shirt green with pinstripes and the third shirt is a, a hooped rugby style shirt of yellow green and black i think off the top it's, of my head it's amber i think i think it's yellow it's, amber, it is amber isn't it it's a different you're right um so when you look at them together, the first thought that comes into my head and the first thing I always think about of a football shirt is, is it fit for purpose? Does it give enough colour differentiation, if that's the right word, yeah. to the opposition? Can they wear it? So if, if Norwich play a team in yellow, can they wear one of those kits and um, have a good, a good difference? If they wear a team in green, can they also have a suitable something in there? Yeah in their armour. When I looked at that, I just thought, no, I don't think there is enough difference there. The home shirt, I mean, the away shirt is the same 
colour is half of the home shirt. That doesn't make sense to me. The third shirt is is quite clearly, from my view, coming at it from some kind of fashion, leisure, high street angle, rather than anything that's fit for purpose on the on the field of play. I think with all that's going on, it's easy just to say, do you know what? Let's look at the colours. Look at the away colours Norwich have worn. That's that's a suitable away colour for this season. Why they feel the need to almost mould the home colours into all three kits. I just don't get it. I do not get it at all. Um, yeah, Apart, and, and also the fact that the logo is horrendously huge and massive and dominates the shirt on all three just well, further compounds the misery. That I mean, I take the point, but that's not true. That what you've just said is not true. That the the logo, the the manufacturer's like, uh, sorry, you're talking about the sponsored logo, Viva, aren't you? Yeah. I know what you're going to say, actually, and you're, I think you're right. Go on. The, there are strict restrictions, and this is this fascinates me. This Because as much as I love football shirts, I do love the marketing side. And I do like the idea of like uh, some kind of evil um, mastermind <laughs> behind everything who, who looks sees these loopholes in the rules. So what they've actually done is Aviva, obviously it's a square logo anyway, but... Mm. Or it's it's based around a square, and what they've actually done is they've put the logo on there, and there is a restriction on how big you can put the logo. So what they've done is put a huge box as part of the That's shirt design right. around the logo, so it, the attention is immediately drawn to that. And it's more centralised on the home. The logo inside this box is more centralised on the home shirt than it is on the third shirt. So it's in a weird position on the third shirt. Mm. Which, I think it has to be an error somewhere down the line, but I don't know why they'd make such a terrible error. But for whatever reason, it does draw your attention to the logo and you think the logo is bigger. That, for me, is fantastic. Yeah. I love that. I think that's a great thing that they've done. <laughs> no. from, from whether, and I want to know whether it's a Viva have gone in and said, look, we've, we've found a way around these restrictions that the Premier League have put in place. And if you want us to pay this amount to sponsor mm. you this season, then this is what you're going to do with your kit design. That 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 really excites me that idea that they've been that there is that much evil in the world that <laughs> that they can come up with things like this that the the corporate world has that amount of power you're, you're right i mean it is i, I realize my error it is the ap- application of the logo that is the mm. problem and not the not the logo itself so you're, you're quite right and of course the argument is that with that home shirt what else could they have done how else could they have treated that logo to work with a, a half and half shirt so yeah there is some truth there there is the way of doing it would be to put i think put it in white with or yellow with a green outline if it's got a green outline then you then you can see it on both sides but it doesn't it wouldn't draw the eye the same way so they're they're over the moon of eva with the way that shirt's turned out even if people don't like the shirt as a result which again it's, it's these two ideas being at odds yeah regarding what you say there and i think you probably are aware of this anyway dennis hurley who's we both know and uh, yeah. is a friend of both our websites um dennis hurley has written a long piece well uh, i don't know if it's a class of long piece but it's it's wordy um yeah. explaining why there's not a problem with the norwich kits and it is based on you, you mentioned if they play a team in green or if they te- play teams in yellow. It's very mm. unlikely that this is going to happen. They play Watford in the Premier League. I think they could play like Plymouth or something in the in the um, 
in the FA Cup. Mm. So those kits have been put together and they're not actually wrong. The only thing that they've done, there is a, a method that, that will allow them, and this isn't always the case. I mean, Tottenham have made this mistake in recent seasons. It's not always the case that a team does provide enough alternatives, but Norwich actually have. And to okay. actually manage to, to provide all the alternatives they need, you might need to swap shorts and socks. That's the only thing. But mm. they have, in their, say, kit wardrobe, they have mm. enough permutations to allow them to allow there not to be a clash versus any team that they are likely to play in the competitions that they're involved with this season so either it's genius or someone has it slipped through and it's actually worked out okay but what i do like about it is the idea and i know you you're against it but i do like the yeah. idea of of saying these are our colors if we can get them on our three kits and we're identifiable or regardless of who we're playing against, regardless of the match, regardless of where we are, you'll always know it's Norwich. Mm. And there is, it's maybe a stretch, but there is the the feeling of that with with these kits. Can I just adjust? Because I mean, Dennis's piece is brilliant, and he's a mm. he's a real expert when it comes to analysing um, shirt clashes and looking at what, what what kits work against other kits. My argument would be, I don't want to go on. I'll go on to this in a minute. You shouldn't have to sit down and analyse it. It should be in a flash. You should be able to see there's a difference between those two kits. I, I think meticulously working out proportions is it's not really relevant. But anyway, going back to the home colours, I think, as I've mentioned earlier, identity is massively important. And I think it's been neglected in football kits for a long while. That needs to come back in. So I can see the argument for saying, OK, let's roll out our home colours across as many of our kits as possible. But... There's no problem with saying, OK, Liverpool playing red at home, they play in white away. There's, it's still unmistakably mm. Liverpool. We get the badge on there. That should be enough. If, it's treat, if the kits are crafted correctly and with consideration, there should be no identity crisis with um, a different shirt. And a shirt needs to be notably different to the home kit. When I think Dennis mentioned as well this rule, and I've never picked up on this rule before, but there's a lovely way it's worded in the Premier League handbook that says the kit should be sufficiently different so that if the away kit played against the home kit, yeah. they would be, they would be, uh, um, they wouldn't clash. Yeah. Or words to that effect. Do you know, you know the rule I mean. The, the, it's, it, I think it says if a th one of the alternate kits needs to be enough of a, a change. It, I don't yeah. think it needs to be the first choice away kit, but one of the other kits one of them. has to, if it was used, say, in a training match, let's say, as an example of a of a situation yeah. where it might happen, then you'd be able to identify the two teams clearly. And I think and, that's that's yeah. the key point here. I think, yeah, keep that identity, but there's so many other wonderful ways that that could be done. Yeah. In a, in a and it's been done, it's worked well for... for decades and decades and decades there's no reason to say that's not working now in fact there's plenty of other reasons that are stripping away clubs identities not not so much color usage yeah. i think so that's one aspect i would say the second thing is okay dennis has looked at that and said there's no clashes mm. but that's there's no judgment in that that's more by luck than judgment how are norwich's mm. kit guys going to know a who they're even playing next season and b what their kits are going to be i can't think for a moment all the clubs have a little gym wagon and say, what are you wearing away from right? You're wearing, okay. Well, in that case, we won't have that. It can't mm. happen. So the simplest 
safest and most common sense thing is, okay, we're playing yellow at home, we're going to have yellow and green this season as our primary colours, let's have a nice white away kit, red away kit, blue away kit, all, all colours that Norwich wear quite happily, then there's no debate. It's more by luck than judgement. If you look at the um, plethora of green away kits in the, in the Premier League this season, what if Watford had said, let's have an all green away kit for a change? If Sunderland can do it, Watford can do it. That would really have put a spanner in the works. I don't think any of those kits, the third at a push, but even then, it had been a mess. I think it's um, it's a it's been a very risky move, and I, I just think there was no need for it. For the benefit it gives the club, it just seems an unnecessary move. But then, if you look at so many colour choices that are going on in the, in the league at the moment, it seems like maximum, and I'm talking maximum colour differences don't seem to be relevant anymore look at you know man city chelsea is the prime example sky blue against royal blue so maybe there's a culture change in football where they don't want the teams to be radically different they just want them to be a little bit different is there a psychological advantage there it seems to be too um contrived to not be deliberate yeah uh sorry i went on for one a bit there didn't i (laughs) this I think uh, we're, we're, we're straying into talking about clashes and what is a clash and what's not a cl- clash. And and I think people could just go to your website and look through some of the comments on there, which has been going on for... But it's, God but it's, relevant, for these, oh, it's yeah. relevant for these Norwich kits, though, Jay. Oh, yeah, definitely. The one thing I would, I would say is I agree that two years ago when these, these kits were put into development they wouldn't have known who they were playing against. So they, they've got lucky on that point. Yeah. What I'd also say is, if you look at the, again, on proportions, why have they got green shorts with their home kit if they've got a half shirt? If you're talking about Norwich proportions, surely mm. you'd wear yellow shorts with the, the home shirt and green shorts with the away kit. You and then thought, I, but I think that goes out the window now. I, I don't think that's being taken. That's... What I think third-party analysts are looking at proportions. I don't think kit designers are anymore. I, I hope they are. I think that's what happens every season with Barcelona kits because they change the shorts and and so on so regularly that it seems mm. to be tying in with the thickness of the stripes and and so on on the shirt and maybe the the colours they've got on the sleeves, whether they have red shorts or or blue shorts. So I hope that that it is, especially for people who know what they're doing. I hope because. The, Instant recognisability when you're watching on television or in the stadium, that's important. Mm, and I don't think Barcelona true. get it wrong. I always, I can always make them out. This last season, is it this season or last? Is that, are they wearing hoop shirts this season? They are, aren't they? Yeah. Barcelona. Yeah. So I've never, I've even forgotten that they were in hoop shirts because they've got the proportions just right. Yeah, you watch Barcelona playing and you think it was just Barcelona. So this, this whole controversy that, that happened controversy um it seems to have gone out the window because they're just barcelona they look like them so mm. with the norwich kit if they had worn the yellow shorts with the home shirt then that would have looked still looked like a norwich home kit and if you looked at the three kits together you probably wouldn't have immediately leapt out and said well they obviously are not fulfilling mm. their their purpose as as a season's kit i mean i i think one aspect, when you, again, when you look at all three of them together, and, that, and that's especially relevant to do this, I think the third kit, I think it's a bit of a dog's dinner, I have to say. I think there's too many colours there. But you know what? It's not that far off from being a brilliant kit. And this is just from my 
personal view. I think a few tweaks could have made that a really, really nice design. The problem for me is the away kit. Again, it's a cracking design. I really like it. But that's, for me, the spanner in the works. If you look at so many, we, and we don't have this culture so much in this country, if you look at a lot of continental and kind of worldwide kits, quite often their third kit is a, a, a almost a leisure version of the home kit, isn't mm. it? I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, but I can provide them if necessary. And I think that's kind of what Norwich have done. They've sort of said, look, home kit colours are these. The away kit, this is the kind of, yeah, this is a, a cuddly, leisure, man-about-town version of the home kit. Mm. And it's the away kit that needs to really earn its uh, earn its keep, and that's the one that I think isn't doing it. Yeah. I think if that had been white, or, or you know, or even I love seeing Norwich in red for some odd reason, mm. that would have that could have worked really well. And then you've got a, a with a bit of a push, a nice a nice third kit as a, as an option that's kind of worn just really for for something a bit different. Yeah, I I I'm I'm of the opinion that. After reading Dennis's article, I'm of, I'm of the opinion that they're not as bad as they they could have been, and they they are at first glance. I don't like the third kit particularly, but I think it probably ticks a box for whatever they wanted. So it's that rugby style shirt, maybe that's popular. I don't know. But you see, it's again though, Jay. It's that thing. I would argue that it's again by luck and judgment. It's mm. it's very very fortunate that that's worked out. But also the benefit that comes from rolling out your colours across all three kits. Is that really that great than to have a kit that's fit for purpose, that there's no grey area, there's no debate, there's no looking at colour proportions? At a glance, you say, yeah, that's different to that one. And that's that's the point I don't understand. I don't understand why that, why that can't be done today. And why it is... Not, not so why it can't be done, why it isn't being done, because it's clearly deliberate. I, yeah... Um... I, I wrote a piece on this a, a while back, and um, and I argued against that completely and said that if you think that the first purpose of football kits is is their functionality on the pitch, then you're wrong. The purpose of football kits is to make money. So the first thought will always be, how are we going to make money out of the three kits we release next season? How, and then do they fit into what we need them to do on the pitch? And your argument, I agree. That that probably didn't that second stage never happened with the Norwich kits. They yeah. actually they said, okay, well these are the kits we want to market, but we'll we'll sort it out later how we manage to put them on the pitch. And it's not that rare for a team to bring out a team wear based fourth kit or something because the referee in the in midweek when he sent the kit says, well no you can't wear that in the match mm. on Saturday, so you're going to have to get yourself another kit. But we, we've talked about this a long long time and, and we, we could go on for hours. It's a yeah. really good. It's a really good point, and Dennis's argument was so well put together that you, I can see the validity in it. But you know, I would I would still stick my neck out. But it's a good it's a good discussion to have. The um, just for anyone who wants to read, I, I don't know if you can navigate his site. is fantastic. It's Cork City uh, Cork City Kits dot com, and it it has a history of uh, Cork City's kits, which they are trendsetters and they've had some fantastic kits over the years particularly in the 80s and 90s um so a lot of the adidas kits that will be that would be familiar they've always had a slightly different version of them mm. um which which is worth reading about and and looking through the galleries on there if you go to corkcitykits.com forward slash norwich dot html that will take you direct to the article you might be able to navigate there from the introduction page as well but that address will take you to that article and it's, it's brilliant it's worth reading 
And if you email me personally, I'll send you the article I never <laughs> posted on. <laughs> well, you need to edit it now because uh, hasn't Dennis debunked a lot of your theories that you put in it? Yeah, and take out the expletives as well. Oh, right, That's okay. That's the other thing I'll need to do. Okay. I um, haven't debunked any of my arguments, Jay. I still oh, stand well, by Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. That's your take on matters. Um, the, the other thing, um, I, I think we've, we've talked for a long, long time now, so we should probably uh, start looking towards winding this up. But Christmas is coming. Um, is there anything, I mean, we... I celebrate Christmas. Do you celebrate Christmas, John? I do. I'm, okay. I'm not. I'm not the world's love, greatest lover of Christmas. I have to say. Okay. Well, it's it's a time of of giving presents. Is there anything that's <laughs> caught your eye that you want, or you'll be giving to people as as a Christmas present? Well, do you know what there is? It's it's it, it kind of it is, and there's something else that kind of comes from it as well. There's been so many really great commemorative kits been released worldwide that I've been had my attention drawn to from um, from Rich, of course, who we mentioned earlier, from the Football Attic, that I'd never been aware of. And there's so many really good ones. Off the top of my head, I can't name you any of them, mm. or let alone pronounce the, club, the clubs that are in, in question. But I like I love some of those really old retro style one. I think one of them was a, was it a Palmer shirt that had actually gone back to original fabric styles as well. It's those kinds of things that I really like. But because I've missed them first time round, you can't get them now. So anything like that would be good. Um, Rich's book, of course, his football shirt collection, second volume of that's out. And that's a, that's a great read for any shirt collector. There's also a new book just come out, actually, on Leicester City kits, which looks quite good. I'm going to order a copy a bit later on today. I think it's only available from the club, but it's it's like a celebration, I think, of it looks like match-worn Leicester shirts over the years. So that will be a good, a good read as well. Um, but from a shirt point of view, probably, probably not. I mean, I think, do, do we start to see discounts on kits at Christmas? I suppose we do, don't we? I oh, you'd you'd hope so. The, the the way it tends to work out is that the sizes, the most popular sizes, have run out by about October, or or certainly that oh, like okay. I used to buy Celtic shirts, and um, I haven't bought one for a couple of seasons. But the the sponsorless long sleeve version used to be sold out by the end of August generally. So really? yeah, Goodness. because they only made a certain amount of them, and that was often often the the most popular one. So you'd end up with something else. I don't know if they realised that or. Yeah. Well, they did it deliberately to make it more sought after. So they, so that quarter they made a lot of money because a lot of people jumped in to get it straight away. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, f- yeah. You, the, I mean, I've mentioned a couple of things that I like. The Germany home shirt in long sleeved is is one I probably won't get, but I do, I do quite like it. I'm I'm just gonna be, it's just base layers for me. I would have thought just add some <laughs> yeah. more to my collection. The one interesting thing is um, Paris Saint Germain have got a black third kit. It's mm. very. It's got a very sort of structural design. I mean, I'm not going to be buying a Paris Saint Germain shirt. That that's for sure. Uh, but the third kit, which is actually yeah. their Champions League Champions League home shirt, because only, it's only the French that do that, isn't it? Isn't it? Would they they have a third kit that is their Champions League the first Champions shirt? Is that right? Yeah. Well, Marseille have done it for a few seasons. I think. Yeah. Probably Lyon do it as well. It's not really right. No one should do that. They should, no, no. especially in Europe, maybe as well. That's. When a, for the the only time the teams from another country get to play like the big team from that country, it's, yeah, you'd you'd expect them to be wearing their proper kit. But it's very you, odd. The the Paris Saint Germain have got a black third shirt, which is their Champions League home shirt, 
and they're supposed to have and this was fantastic to me when i heard about this they're supposed to have a pink base layer that goes underneath this black shirt and then you there's holes in the shirt so the pink shows through but then the sleeves it gradually becomes black again so that was supposed to um this was supposed to to be okay it's supposed to exceed to the the requirements of um uefa and so on i've just but seen they, it yes yeah. well but when they've worn this shirt this black shirt in europe they haven't worn that they've worn a plain black base layer so in the end i think maybe they got it wrong and uefa have said no well, you can't wear a pink base layer with a with a black shirt that's not happening so that's that's something that I've, I'm denied about buying because it's mm. again like the Germany away shirt. It's a moment of history where they've where they've actually done something a little bit different and said we're going to integrate the base layer with the the outer shirt but in a slightly different way. But I'm just a, a base layer fetishist. So. Yeah, I, I can see the attraction. I must admit, I can't see the point of it, but I can see the attraction of it definitely. I mean, what do you think then about? Uh, PSG having a black fur shirt when they've got a navy home shirt that doesn't, well, doesn't make a lot of sense to me either. But... I, I think we've we've we've, we've touched discussed on that. that. Yeah, <laughs> we've touched we've more than touched on it. But <laughs> yeah, it's... But yeah, I can see why you're attracted to that though. I can, that's a that's a see that's a little bit of innovation, isn't it? That's something a bit different. Well, Get a bit of color in there as well. Well, it's 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 almost beyond that where where you're saying our shirts are now two piece. Yeah. You, you have the the outer shirt and then you have this other shirt and and without them it's incomplete they Par, uh, Paris Saint-Germain played in a Champions League game I don't want to be too glib about this but they played in a, a Champions League game the other day where they wore the sponsor Je suis Paris which is a reference to the attacks a couple of weeks ago yeah now I was going to ask your views on that actually yeah well th- I, I'm I don't really understand why a team from Paris feels it necessary to show solidarity with Paris that just that seems perverse to me but mm. whatever this the, there are a lot of arguments we could get into about everything that went on in Paris and it's incredibly God. sad for those affected but the the, the tying in of, of marketing with these causes and and this kind of thing it, it just seems it just seems newsworthy for being newsworthy mm. sake sometimes but the the base layer if they had like a mesh pattern to that the, yes. the, the sponsor could have been lit up in pink i suppose i don't know but, i think there's that's something i've i've often predicted or in fact i predicted it crikey about 10 15 years ago but it's never come about is is how sponsors could be enhanced in on shirts and made you know without breaking the rules but made more of so yeah i mean that could have been a nice way couldn't it a nice technique well we won't go into that now we'll maybe Can save I... that for another day but the the there is the technology there to have a video playing on your shirt without really wow. causing right. any problems to the to the wearer or certainly a a vine let's say a, a repetition of, of of a graphic could be playing on a shirt but can I just ask you though, Jamie? And obviously, from just touching briefly on this on the French incident, um, mm. the French situation, and from a kit perspective, what were you, what was your take on the Hamilton Academical decision to wear a, a French white away shirt? Um, I'm well, there's, you've there's, seen that. There's a yeah, I did see it, and there's mm. there's a political response, and then there's a a kit geek response. <sighs> I don't know. It's it's a nice touch. It's nice to show solidarity with people, I suppose. There's a lot of people dying in the world all the time, and and to to focus on to focus 
to, to make such a change to say that was a home game as well, wasn't it? They usually wear red and white mm. hoops in home games, and they were That's wearing right. this. I think was it, was it Celtic maybe? Anyway, uh, Aberdeen. Aberdeen was it? Sorry. So they were wearing yeah. So it solved the kit clash for a start because Aberdeen <laughs> were able. Well, I don't know if it, it does. It, it kills two birds with one stone, but yeah. the. So they were wearing all white, and they were wearing the France away kit, and they had a special printed thing on the middle, which yeah. referred to to solidarity between Scotland and France, which is a great gesture. But I I don't know. The, the, Do you know my, what? I can. T- mm. My political side says, why. Why do you care so much about this when there's mm. other things? Because a lot of people are about to die in in Syria, and a lot of it, uh, a lot of civilians are about to die in Syria. Now, no one's going to be changing their kit week in week out to to say, "Oh, okay, well, this has just happened in Syria, and this has just happened there." So, mm. it's a it's a nice gesture, and it comes from the right place. But I think it's born of the media focusing on yeah. on one at- atrocious goings on rather than something else. And I would have preferred if if it was business as usual as far as football kits were concerned i would say i th- i think i think I, I i agree totally i mean i, I think it is a, it's a lovely thought but it, it feels a little bit um a little bit too much and a little bit uh i don't know a little bit over the top response i think mm. and it's horrible to say because it's a it's a it's a lovely gesture but but i i don't know if it works apparently i'm just reading here they were trying to. They were actually planning to wear the blue, the home shirt, but couldn't get enough of the right sizes, and ended up in the white away, and and that almost makes the whole thing even a bit more. Odd. Oh, but, well, I I prefer it. I must say, I much prefer. At least they they look like Hamilton. Yeah, and to well, a certain extent. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a great idea, but it's it's an interesting thing that you. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to get your take on it. Just thought I'd ask. But just on that subject again, um, obviously the first game that France played after that was against England, and they they did wear the blue shirt, white shorts, and red socks against England. And I have a mm. feeling, if it hadn't been for, by that point, the ubiquitous nature of the French tricolour flag. I think they might have worn blue shorts against England. I think they might have originally been set to wear blue shorts against to, to provide oh, okay. a full contrast against England's all white. Yeah. I I have a feeling that they wore the the tricolour the traditional tricolour look, even though that is their first choice anyway. I think they wore it because everything has been since then. Everything is about this is our flag. We've projected yeah. onto this. We've projected onto this building, and so on. But and that would have been wouldn't that have been an incredibly powerful? That's that would have been an incredibly powerful gesture, but uh, uh, one with moderation and kind of taste as well, wouldn't it? If if that had been the case, if they'd done that. Well, they no, they did wear their their the French flag colours. But if England. they, but if they, for example, were wearing, I mean, uh, what's are their home shorts blue normally at the moment? No, their no. their first if, choice if they... kit is is blue sh- blue shirt, white shorts, and red socks. But I think that if it hadn't been a hadn't been for what happened on Friday, they would have worn blue oh, shorts would have against done. England, yeah. But, but they, I think didn't, if, they did wear their... Just say their home kit was all blue for the sake of argument. I think if they yeah. changed it then to reflect the fact... Oh, of that course, been, yeah. That would have, and that's a, that's a way of getting across that gesture, but in a in a very powerful but moderate way, yeah. rather than a, a, a tasteless way. I'm not saying yeah. anyone's tributes are tasteless, I'm not saying that, but it's a, it's a it would have been a very elegant way to do it, which is what you would have expected from France, I think. Yeah, yeah maybe, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm a picture of elegance at all times. Um, the 
yeah it's i think i think it probably did happen and um and yeah it's it just it's just something that had to happen really because they wouldn't have worn anything else i think if if england had worn blue shirt white shorts and red socks in that game france would have turned out in exactly the same thing there was no way that france weren't going to wear their 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 trickle or kit in that game i think and and there you go there's there's the power of um of football kits and especially at a national level as well yeah yeah exactly so that recognizability is is all important and sometimes that gets forgotten yeah Mm, good okay um yeah so on that slightly depressing note maybe we should <laughs> is there nothing more cheery we could talk about oh i'm trying to think just no. some, it has to be both concise and cheery no no no, we, we, no that we'll, we'll end on that okay well Brilliant. this is this has been so much fun so enjoyable for me um pleasure Def- talking and to likewise, you as Jay, absolute pleasure um just to give you uh, a little bit more information john is available to talk to as true colors kits on twitter yes that's right yeah and there is a true colors football kits facebook page which everyone should like as well and of course his website is truecolorsfootballkits.com.com brilliant (laughs) okay because i just about got those um (laughs) which is a brilliant website to visit uh john may or may not be uploading his norwich article at some point so that i'll think about that yeah treat maybe something to look forward to there uh of course please visit the uh designfootball.com website as well there's enormous amount of designs uh new designs being added all the time there's competitions to to get involved with um Fancy designs, uh, fancy kit designs, fancy crest designs, stadium designs, everything you could imagine um, from amateur kit designers around the world. So please sign up if you haven't already done that uh, and look through the, the galleries there. You can contact us on uh, on Twitter, which is Design Football, and we're also on Facebook, uh, designfootball.com is the name of the page on there as well, so you should be able to find us on there. But that, I think covers everything that we wanted to talk about um and hopefully we'll do this again so give us feedback so. yeah i'd love to speak to you again john Excellent. and thanks for um, asking us on jay no problem at all so have a have a good week and i'll speak to you soon cheerio bye-bye bye-bye now Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.